right, we got a special edition of the Brick House podcast today. As always, I'm Andrew Passaro. We got no Joe here today. It could be because he's sick. It could be because I kicked him off the pot. It's 2020. <laughs> we're starting new things. We're trying new things. But uh, I'm actually really excited. This is something that should have happened a long time ago, an interview that the first time I met this person, I was like, yeah, we need to get her on the podcast. At the time, I was only doing Ghost Gold, but now Brick House is here, and we're talking music, we're talking pop culture, we're talking just people doing creative stuff, and one of my most creative friends, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Estefania. So I met you literally my first night in Brooklyn. Like I had moved into my old apartment. This is back when I lived with five other people. And my roommate Travis was like, yo, I'm going to this record release party tonight at a a basement party in Brooklyn. Do you want to come? I was like, hell yeah, I'm not doing anything. And I like no idea what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. And I just walk into this basement and we walk into the next room and there's just like probably like 50 to 60 people there. There's like people rapping there's like a bar in the back and so much energy in the room i like it was incredible and i was like wow like i did not realize it at the time but this was like a very look to the future moment for me of like okay no idea what i'm getting into in brooklyn and just having like the most incredible time meeting some incredibly talented people it was through you that we ended up getting it wasn't that event but the next time we hung out that's how i met saze who has okay. come on the pod he came on in season one and talked about his last record and i think he's got another one coming out yeah. soon so we'll have to get him back on the pod but yeah like you you were kind of like my guiding light of just if you trust Brooklyn, like wow. good things will happen to you. That's awesome. And on top of that, so you've done magazine stuff in the past. Now you're doing stuff with an art gallery. You've yeah. interviewed a ton of musicians. You've been around a ton of creative people. And uh, so we're excited to have you on the pod. And as everyone who listens to the pod know, there's one way we start the pod and it's top of the queue. So I'll give you a little quick rundown first. Okay. So the big thing we do here is like, what have you been listening to over the last couple of days? What's the last song you listened to before the podcast? So this morning, for some reason... Uh, I woke up and I was, well, I was listening to Mac Miller yesterday cause he's got the new album dropping next week. It's, uh, it's going to be called circles. It's oh. a posthumous release because they, he, this is supposed to be an album in conjunction with swimming and swimming in circles. And so they put out the first track of it. It's going to drop next Friday. The new track is called Good News. Listen to that yesterday. And then I was listening to the Fugees this morning. And like, okay. yeah, I don't know why. I just like woke up in like a like a in a mood and just threw them on while I was like getting the apartment ready. So what would you what was like the last song you last couple songs or like last okay. album that you listened so to? So this is a little bit off um off from I think your regular. Oh, oh hit me. <laughs> we're we're very we're very okay. into this. So I've been listening to frequencies. Okay. Yeah. Um I've been doing actually some research because I re- was really curious about how music actually has an effect on just people mm-hmm. and whether it's uh healing whether it's meditative um i've been listening to these frequencies which i actually did some research on and they're called solfeggio sounds okay yeah and it's actually pretty historic there was an instrument apparently that was called solfeggio um and then it disappeared and then we tried to recreate them as like new generations came into play and so basically what they do, each uh, frequency is supposed to um, either bring in some sort of feeling or heal an emotion or bring you closer to like even your own center, rewire like your brain in some way. So I've actually been loving listening to them because awesome. I'll just sit there and if I'm feeling a little off, I'm just, I start breathing and I'm like, okay, 
feel a little better. That's awesome. All right. So you were in New York. You're in LA now. Yeah. How long have you been in LA? I've been there since August. So about five months now. Okay. Yeah. And I'm loving it. It's seriously something that I've been wanting to do. I just wasn't ready. So I um, actually ended up going there for work and not taking my flight back to New York. There you go. <laughs> Signing a lease. Ended up getting a job just a few days later. And I haven't looked back since. <laughs> and so the big thing I want to talk is so you're working in an art gallery out right. there. So like, tell me, tell me about that experience. Like what, what exactly do you do? And like, what would you say is like, kind of like your favorite part of the job. Oh my gosh, it's been incredible. The moment I walked into that space, I fell at home. It was the most amazing thing. I had a friend who, we had a lot of mutual friends from Santa Barbara, which is where I'm from, and we connected and I came to visit one year and I saw that he was opening the space and he asked me to come help him and I wasn't ready to make the move yet. So uh, the year after, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm in town, um, which is, was this August and ended up staying um, working with him and trying to just get things a little bit more going. Um, so basically, this last couple of years, it's been operating more so as an event space mm-hmm. um, with some programs in play. Uh, it's very much artist-focused, artist-run, artist-operated. So it's super cool to be working with Sean, who owns the space. It's so exciting because there's so many walks of life where we are. We're in the historic core of downtown LA, okay. uh, really close to Skid Row. So you get everything from like fine dining restaurants nearby to Skid Row. Um, so the contrast is beautiful too because it's really showing the up and coming uh, just diversity and uh, what LA is becoming really. It's like, I would say it's like probably what Bushwick was maybe a couple years ago. I got you, where you have like a little bit of like the high end, but then also yeah. just like your regular. That's, I love that about Bushwick. It's one of the reasons I like, I love and I'm, I feel like I'm thriving here. Uh, so tell me about like, so the space has been open for a while. So when you say artists, we're talking predominantly, like I see a lot of paintings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, so you, are you working with the artists directly or do you like, and they're putting out like a whole bunch of their stuff or does sometimes you like grab a few pieces from everybody? Like, Kind of walking through what you're so putting out. So the beauty of the gallery too is that it's such a open space where everyone's welcome. Okay. And what I've been able to do too is imp- apply that to Soyo Mag, which has been really great too. So there are some artists that I'm working with more focused. Um, I actually had an artist paint me That's when I awesome. first moved, and that was the that was amazing. It was such an honor to be in <laughs> on a painting. Yeah. So I'm focusing more so on the programming because I believe there's a there's a bigger message to be told that could be told collectively. And that actually is why um, I'm putting on a show next week. Awesome. Um, so it's going to be Sunday, January 19th. The show is themed uh, The Hope You Give. Okay. Um, and it's a spin on my Instagram handle, which is something that I've kind of lived by, which is Thug Life. Yep. <laughs> you wouldn't expect that. But um, so it, it goes from like Tupac saying like the hate you give little infants fucks everyone. Yep. And yep. so I wanted to give it a positive spin and bring in people who had a positive message who maybe had gone through struggles and wanted to share how they've either manifested a better life out of their art and how that's been meditative or healing for them. So the Hope You Give is art show we're curating in partnership with Two Hands to Employ, which is a nonprofit that actually plants the seed for at-risk individuals who maybe don't see a future for themselves and they need a support system who can help them educate themselves and apply 
whatever education they get through these mentorship and the education process so that they can go and have careers. That's awesome. This is probably like, that was probably the most adult sentence said on the podcast in like year and a half that we've done that. So thank you for that. Uh, we're trying. I mean, some of, some of our episodes are, are a little more on the funny side, but I, I, I'm, I said to Joe when I was like, hey, like, we're gonna need to ask him, like, we're gonna think, we need to think about some questions for this one. But uh, what would you, re- all right, so I enjoy art. Like I am, I like going to the museum or going to a show and seeing stuff. What would you say to someone who's like looking to experience this mm. more like how like obviously you have your gallery in LA but some of you know we have people listening all over the country like how would you recommend people like going and finding something oh like man this? I love that question because I have this conversation all the time people think um art is supposed to be a certain way and a lot of the time people don't realize it's like it's it's not it's not as stiff as you think it is mm-hmm. um art should be subjective it should make you feel something it shouldn't be what a book tells you it is like if you feel this type of way like yes there are ways to break it down yes old masters have developed techniques yes there are certain things and criteria that apply but art should be subjective art should make you feel something and art should be healing so i i see art and uh just the creative world especially for our generation for the generation who's already fucked shit up mm-hmm. with the internet mm-hmm. like I think we should disrupt shit, especially in the art world, especially when you fucking see a banana being sold for fucking what? What oh, yeah. is it like a couple hundred thousand dollars or yeah. was it a million? Or? I don't remember what it was. But yeah, it was the banana yeah, duct tape to the exactly. wall. Exactly. When you it just pisses me off. Right. Like, but I get it. It's a it's a it's a play on it all. Like yeah. it's it's capitalism at its finest. And I think that we can necessarily use that to our advantage in so many ways. So I would say let it make you feel something. Don't I mean, you can listen to opinions of others and that's great. Uh, but develop something for yourself. Like think about it. it doesn't have to be right. It's not right. It's not wrong. And I mean, who's to tell you otherwise, right? Like, absolutely. All right, I have, a, I have another weird. <laughs> I, we do these a lot. What artist that was born in another generation do you wish we could have here now, or which artist now that we have now do you wish we could send back, like, <laughs> to another time? And like, you Ooh. can go, you can go wherever you want with this. If you want to go musician, yeah. or if you want to go like film, you want to go like whatever. Like, I'll give you give you a second here. Oh man, that's tough. That's a good one. Yeah, I try. <laughs> all right i would fucking love to have frida Kahlo here okay like i feel like she's just uh powerful and like also scary and i'm, I'm sure she needed some therapy that she didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> she uh she there was just an exhibit for her here in brooklyn like uh like the past year yeah at the brooklyn museum right yeah, yeah. i didn't get out to it but i know a lot of people who went and like a lot of people loved it all right so who would you say like you've worked you've had all right so you've done the magazine thing you've interviewed musicians who would you say some of the like most some of the people you've loved like working with the most in the time frame if you want to do a new york and you want to do an la who would you say some of the people that you're like all right so i would say oh i was so excited when i was able to interview coda the friend okay oh um, i love his music oh you know he is i yes. love his music he's got we've talked about him on the pod before like his fuck yeah his delivery is really good his instrumentals are awesome and every like he i want to see him live i i he's definitely on my like artist to watch he's this amazing year. i was so fortunate to see him when he was still having like small shows in like manhattan you know like when you have to like like have like 20 people come to your show sell the tickets oh, and yeah. i i met him briefly um kind of stayed in touch 
And then I had the opportunity to interview him once he like kind of started to blow up. I actually haven't even released that interview because I just like haven't. Um, I just I I don't know why, but I'm so grateful to have that. I have photos of him as well. And he was so inspiring because he's just so genuine down to earth. And obviously you can tell that he was meant to do this. Yeah. His voice is so powerful and his messages are so great and they're so relevant to Brooklyn. Yeah. I would agree with that. How long have you been doing the magazine? When did uh, this start? It started in 2017. The idea's been on my mind since probably 2015. And it's definitely evolved. Um, it's evolving now. I mean, I've definitely had to step back and reevaluate a lot, as I mentioned to mm-hmm. you earlier. I felt that I was kind of lost in it because I was lost in myself. So actually moving to LA has been the greatest blessing because I've been able to come back and readjust and also uh, create a fucking game plan. And I'm Hell really yeah. excited, actually. That's why this event next week is going to be really great. We're actually releasing um, a gratitude journal for Soyo. Okay. So um, instead of me talking about people, I'm actually creating this book where it's basically going to be blank pages with some sort of structure Mm -hmm. to allow you to write how you feel and what you're going to do for this year or for what it is that you're trying to do and apply um, for your personal growth. And you can fucking look back to that every single day and basically have it be your own handbook and Bible to life. (laughs) Uh, So people ask me all the time, like, how do you start a podcast? Like, what should I do this? Like, Mm -hmm. I have this idea. Would you recommend, like, magazines are in a weird, and I work work in radio, which is, like, one of the most, like, dinosauristic, like, fields right now. Would you, like, recommend someone who's, like, trying to create content, the idea of doing a magazine? Because I think, I think especially in, like, 2020 and the way that, the, like the way people are releasing magazines now, it's very different than it was like, oh, like, yeah, it comes out every week. Would you recommend that to somebody like or would you would you like having done this for so long? Would you say mm-hmm. maybe I'd try a different route or if you're only committed to it, what would you say to someone <laughs> who's like, hey, I want to start a magazine? What would you, what would your like advice be? That's a that's awesome. So I I definitely think that there's so many things I could have and should have and should probably still do differently. I right, same thing about this podcast. <laughs> like that, like that, look out, tune in for our next episode where Joe and I beg people to come work for us. <laughs> so I would say I wish I would have interned for a magazine before. I wish I would have learned from someone else who had done it before. But I I mean, this is kind of who I am anyway. I just jump jump on shit like if I think something's a good idea I'm like okay cool I'm gonna try it if it fails whatever at least I gave it a shot I would say if you really think that you could do this go for it I mean don't let anyone stop you Um, but I would suggest looking into other zines other platforms that are already developing content because they've already leveraged themselves they've already built an audience so there's a way to contribute versus just starting your own thing. I mean, there's so many things already out there. The market's so saturated. It is hard to stay afloat. I mean, you look at Forbes magazine, they have contributors. Mm -hmm. You look at um, other new coming zines, like I have contributors. Absolutely. And I'm constantly doing outreach, but a lot of the writing is basically me. Yeah. So I, I mean, if you're ready to do everything yourself, go for it. This is the entrepreneurship lifestyle. Absolutely. So it's 2020. How are you consuming your content? Like what, like what are you, 
wh- how are you getting it? Like, if are you like, are, like I usually ask people, like, especially if they're a musician, like Apple Music, Spotify, mm. are you HBO, or you Netflix, or you Hulu? Like, what are you? How are you? I'm a sponge, so like I'm always listening okay. to something. I'm always watching something. Like, how are you consuming? So this content? is actually a, a new goal of mine, and I actually wrote it down on New Year's. I was like, less phone, more year. Okay. And uh, the reason for that is because I want to be more mindful about okay. what I'm listening to or what I'm taking in. So I've actually been reading more books. Okay. Um, if I'm actually trying to do research on something, I'm checking the news. And I'm not just checking one news outlet. I'm checking various news outlets. Love that. Left to right. Like, there's so much going on mm-hmm. right now po- politically. Um, in the music platforms also, there's so many uh, things that I listen to, like, anywhere from Ear Milk to, like, uh, Complex to... Uh, just iTunes, like what's up and coming, Spotify's like recommended radar. Exactly. So, um, there's a lot and obviously friends, I still love SoundCloud. It's still like a great place to find like gems that, you know, aren't going to be in the forefront of the mainstream. Joe would agree. Joe's still using Bandcamp. So, (laughs) oh fuck. Yeah. 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 Like, but I still, I'll use, I'll throw SoundCloud on. I will say Spotify has done a great job. Like this podcast on Spotify. They've done a great job of helping. I was talking about this with someone yesterday. Like they've done a great job of helping like the young up and coming artists, like get their stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And I would say like YouTube kind of did that probably 10 years ago. And now you're seeing Spotify jump on the train. Like, I really think that, and it's the same thing with all of the stuff we're talking about. If you are willing to put the work in and put stuff out there, like the, the platforms themselves are like willing to kind of help you out. And I think like, I think it's a really interesting time where if you entrepreneurial spirits, right? Like if you put in the Mm -hmm. work, it can happen. It's all, it's all up to whether or not you're willing to do that. And like, it's also too, the other thing too. And it's like, uh, this is a, like a big question for you because you're working with you're working with more artists than I am. Um, I'm trying to work with like I work with like a lot of personality style people who some would consider themselves artists, others wouldn't. How do you support the homies? Like, how do oh, you? I love supporting the homies. Me too. And it's like for some people, it's like, hey, just come to my show, or yeah. like, hey, can you just like share this on Instagram? But like, how? And again, when you're working with all these artists with the magazine and everything else. How do you help when you meet an incredibly talented person? Like, what would you say is like, how do you help them get their message out there? Wow. Um, that's actually a big reason why I started Soyo. Yeah. Is because, I mean, I felt like being a minority where I was growing up, um, I wanted to be a voice for those who don't have one. Yeah. I knew that there was some privilege to my upbringing and I knew that there was a way that I could help people. Mm hmm. So actually, I felt that it was my duty to like work with as many individuals as possible. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I go about it is whether it's offering them an opportunity to be in an art show, whether it's um, an interview, whether it's somehow collaborating in some way, whether it's just like teaching each other something. There's so many ways of going about it. I there I wouldn't say there's like one, one way. No, not at all. I mean, even just like being there for the homie mm-hmm. is enough. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree. And like that's one of the things we want to do this year is like we want to do a live podcast. Like I've got a couple buddies who are like bartenders who have been like, "Yo, you can use our space to an oh, episode sick. live." And it's like, I want to do that. And I just like, I know where people are listening to this from, and it's like I know some of them are in New York, and I know some of them aren't. It's like. I want to do this, but I want to know that more than like four people are going to show up to the podcast. And it's like, that's the biggest thing. It's like all, like all it would require is like someone showing up at a bar for an hour at like seven o'clock on like a Tuesday. And it's like, that's the, or, or again, even still, like if you're listening to this episode and you're enjoying it, just like share it on your story on Instagram. And like, that's, it's the easiest thing, but like 
people like sometimes people need to be told like hey here's how i can support you and it's it costs me nothing but like it takes two clicks but you're doing like you're making my life so much easier right all right so we've kind i've kind of asked all like the quote-unquote hard questions so now i've got some like quick easy throwaway ones all right uh and i know you're from california so new york or la oh that's hard i know it is and i'm from california and that's hard i know I love them both. I can't pick one because I'm I'm actually trying to figure out how to live bicoastally. Oh hell yeah! That'd yeah, be awesome. I can't do just one. I fucking love the energy in New York, uh, Brooklyn, and I'm LA. Also, it's I'm so surprised fun. you came back to to New York in like the worst month to come. <laughs> I back I was to hoping New York. there was snow. <laughs> there was there was on Sunday night when I was coming home from the office. Oh, it was man. like it was like one in the morning and it was coming down. But yeah, um, all right. What food group do you miss most from New York oh. in LA? I do miss pizza. Okay. I miss Thai food here is really good. Okay. Yeah. So, I, oh, Indian food too. Okay. What what food in California is better than food in LA? Fucking Mexican food. Okay. I mean, oh I my figured, god. I figured that's what I would have <laughs> said too. I was out with my friends last night, and they were like, "Girl, you've been eating way too many tacos. We need to take you to get pizza." I was like, "Absolutely." Couldn't find a place open, but. Uh, where you guys Still were in the neighborhood, to. were you in Bushwick? We were in the Lower East Side. Oh, uh, okay, that's why I was gonna say because Archie's is around the corner from here and they're always open, but they're like okay. not—they're not like New York. I recommend it. It's like not necessarily New York style pizza, but it's like one slice is like the equivalent of two slices, but it's like fluffy and it's like I don't know. It's it's not really New York style, but it's fucking amazing. So yeah. we eat Archie. We're a big Archie's podcast. They don't know. That we, support <laughs> them, but we are like. I would love for Archie's Archie to sponsor, sponsor them. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Concert venues in LA are they better or comparable to New York? Because I know like the ooh, the they're New- fucking awesome. Okay, I know like the New York like that's a big thing for me. If I'm gonna leave a city, like I need to know that the music scene is like still something important to me. Because I like I go to a show. I go to a show at least once or twice a month. Joe goes like once or twice a week. But uh, Brooklyn's been amazing to me. There's a million places to go. There's always something going on. And DC was cool. New York's been amazing. I was in LA for four days once and I didn't get to go to a show. But like, what is the music scene there like comparable or better? It's comparable. I mean, it's fucking awesome. See, people travel though. The good musicians travel everywhere. And they definitely go to New York. They definitely are in LA. I would say the only unfortunate thing about LA is that you would have to drive to the venues. Which I don't like. Which I don't like. <laughs> uh, we don't like that. Because here, I mean, like, you can have a couple of drinks, you can take the subway, and it's all good. Mm-hmm. In LA, it's like, am I going to Uber there? Am I going to drive there? Do we have a DD? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like yeah. a whole, that's, that's a whole process that I don't, like, I would love to do LA. I don't want to deal with. But uh, New York fashion or LA fashion? Oh, New York fashion all the way. Okay, good. All right, cool. You can, you can, we, we can put this podcast down. <laughs> I listen to a menswear podcast and like 50% of the podcast is this I'm ripping on LA fashion. Oh my gosh, LA fashion, it's trash. Okay, good. <laughs> um, if there was like an artist you could see in more of your friends' houses, like, I, this is a big thing oh, for me. Oh, painting art? Yeah. Okay. If this is a big thing for me, like bringing you into my apartment, because like n- most of the stuff in here is not mine. The Ferris Bueller's Day Off poster is mine. And like in my bedroom, I have a Doors poster, a Sublime poster, Kurt Cobain acoustic yeah. guitar, smoking a cigarette, and a Liverpool flag. So it's like, oh, I've got someone who like works in an art gallery coming to my apartment to see the <laughs> podcast. Like I'm about to be like, I'm a little worried about this. Like what would you like say you'd like to see more of in someone's home? Well, 
I actually or if, don't. Like, if you were putting it up, what would you put up? If you were like going to come in here looking at the apartment, what would you? Recommend? There's actually one artist that comes to mind because he's so diverse in what he does, and he's actually a big art mentor of mine. His okay. name is Johan Wallstrom. Okay, and he's all over the place. He's actually been um, interviewed by like Paper Magazine, uh, Juxtapose, a lot of really big people, and has been in very big galleries as well. Um, he's from Sweden. He's now based in New York and his work is political, but it's also abstract. So he has something for everyone. Awesome. Um, and I definitely see him as an artist of our generation for sure. Um, although I will say that when it comes to an individual like wanting to get art, mm-hmm. I I think you should buy art if it makes you feel something and inspires you. Interesting. It okay. doesn't have to be necessarily something. Unless you're a collector mm-hmm. and you're looking to buy investment pieces, then that's another conversation. Gotcha. No, I, I definitely, and I like would like to be an investor. We do not have investor <laughs> bag yet. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting we're there. Get there. We haven't asked this question officially on the pod yet, so it's the first time that we're doing it. What's your favorite Instagram meme account? Ooh. Or like a few that you really like. Okay, so I love Fuck Jerry, of course. Okay. Beige Cardigan. Yep. And uh, there's another one. I think it's Guy with the Sign. A guy with the Sign that's is amazing. That's fucking hilarious. He, so that one was, that's <laughs> Fuck Jerry, like put that out together. That's there, like they hired him to do that whole thing. Uh, oh I'm gosh. a big, um, I like Sunny Side Up, but the the, okay. the, the S and side is a five. Okay. They do really good stuff. Check um, that out. Grape Juice Boys is like, I have a, so Joe... And then friend of the pod, uh, Zach and Victor and I have like a group chat on Instagram called uh, I Miss the Old Kanye. And uh, <laughs> oh, it's like 50% of the memes that get sent in that are from Grape Juice Boys. So that's like those those are the two ones that I like really like. But I want to see someone. It's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to get the museum of memes one day where we're going to like walk through and like people are just going to have like the printed out like meme on like framed on like a white wall. And then that, that's going to be an afternoon <laughs> that someone spends. I'm, I would pay for that. That would be awesome. Actually. It'd be so funny. Yeah. So, um, all right. And then what else do we have here? Okay. This is that this, I think this is our, our last one. If you could be friends and hang out with one celeb, who would you choose and why? Oh, this is going to be so cheesy. I'm embarrassed to say it. Okay, no, go for oh, it. I'll give well, you mine. This is hard. It is hard. Probably Beyonce. I, I want mean, her yeah. to be my mentor. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. I, like, I'm like. i definitely not shooting that high. I'd go with, um, I'd go with Seth Rogen. I, oh, fuck yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, me and Seth Rogen just hanging out, writing, writing like a buddy cop movie. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, just write me into like the next movie. That'd be cool. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. All or right. Rihanna. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I could handle Rihanna. Like, oh, I would love to party with her. Rihanna, partying with Rihanna would be like, I, I think I would just like, I'd like want to wake up in the morning, like tell my friends about it and then be like, all right, well, you guys, like, I'm cool. And I like, I'm just going to retire, like <laughs> hang it up. Cause it's like, don't, that's, that's the peak in your life. Nothing's getting better than that. Yeah. Well, I think you could learn a few things from being her savage ass self and fucking successful still. I just love her no fucks given mentality. Yeah. And I love Beyonce's discipline and just she's so in tune with her herself and (laughs) fucking aware as fuck. If you um, we've done this team Rihanna or team Beyonce. Oh, see, that's why it's so hard to pick one. Yeah. I'm I'm usually team Rihanna, to be honest. (gasps) Yeah, that's so. I part part of that is because I just want to get the Bayhive upset so that they start <laughs> tweeting at us so I can use it for like promotion. So for here's pod. the thing: I feel like Rihanna is closer to my age, so I feel like she'd be more like of a homie, you know? Yeah. She's like a big sis. Where I feel like Beyonce is like 
mom. <laughs> yeah. Beyonce is either mom or she's like your older sister that's like 10 years older than you. Yeah. Like, and like, she's it's like, like looking at you like, girl. Yeah. What are you up to? <laughs> All right. So let's tell the people where they can follow you on social media and like go out and check out the show, especially if you're in L.A. next week. Like definitely go check it out uh, at Thug Life. But the E is a three. Right. Yes. And then at Soyo Mag. S-O-Y-Y-O-M-A-G. Soyo Mag. There we go. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the pod. Thank you for being there. Thanks the, for having me. Yeah, we haven't done. I think this is the well, the first guest interview of 2020 because it's <gasps> January. 10th. I'm honored. Yeah. Uh, but also, like I said, first episode without Joe. So uh, I don't want to make Joe. Yeah, I don't want to make this a regular thing. But <laughs> it depends, you know, scheduling is scheduling. So thanks for coming on the pod. Everybody. Uh, follow us on Instagram at BrickHousePod at Andrew Pissarro. Oh, that's BrickHouse with no C, but you guys probably know that by now. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. And the big goal for the year for us is get the Instagram up to 500 followers. So, like, send it to someone. All right. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Until next time. Peace.